0: If the only thing that you can do when you sit down is pick which thing is the most effective for you at the moment, then that's all you can do. (laughs) And just give yourself the grace to be human because you are an adult with a full-time job and you have limited time to do this kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. do something that's gonna benefit you every time you sit down to study and that's really the best that you can do.
1: Welcome to another episode of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Grace. So, this interview with Grace is one of the most interesting interviews that I've done or that we've published because, it's, in most ways, it's not very similar to any of the other interviews. I remember getting an email from Grace. She responds to one of the emails about the podcast and said she had passed, she would actually gone four for four, but she feels like she wouldn't have anything helpful to share on an interview because she didn't follow the standard study process and she feels like she just got lucky on the exams. And that part was what I thought, okay, I've, I personally know a bunch of really sharp people that really, really struggled with the exams. And I mean, failed multiple attempts many times. And uh, nobody, you do not get lucky with these exams. That, That doesn't happen. There's just too many people that have spent hundreds of hours studying and still can't pass. So nobody gets lucky passing CPA exams, especially not going four for four. So we you know, we do the interview, which you're going to see in a minute. And, uh, her study methods, her whole process was very non-traditional. I mean, the, the best way that she kind of sums it up and describes it is each day she would sit down to study and each day she just kind of did something different. She just felt like she was doing what she needed to do that day. Now, when you hear the whole interview, that will make more sense. But again, she went four for four on the exams and really, I mean, day to day kind of had her own process. Now, in the end, as we're going through the interview and she describes this whole thing, it starts to become very clear to me why her process worked. Because she was doing the main thing that any effective study method has which is she was using active learning methods or she was always actively learning. She was never just sitting there, you know, letting a whole hour video lecture, just wash over her and thinking she was going to take it in through osmosis, which is what a lot of people do. So the, the reason that her methods worked becomes clear and we kind of I kind of point that out to her in the interview and then we kind of talk about that aspect of it. So anyways, you'll find this interview very helpful slash interesting, and you'll probably get a new perspective on several elements related to the study process. So before we get into the interview, I just want to mention the free training webinar. If you don't know where to start with Superfast CPA or, you're just still feeling confused, overwhelmed, lost with the CPA study process in general, that is the best place to start. We go through the six pillars of every successful CPA study process, and you'll probably also instantly realize on the training what is wrong with your own process if you've been doing this for a while and still feel like it's not working. So the link to that training will be down in the description of both this YouTube video or just the audio only podcast version. So with that out of the way, let's get into the interview with Grace. All right. So I have a lot of questions for you. I mean, based on your emails or your email, but, uh, I mean, have you listened to any of those other interviews? Do you kind of of know how these go generally?
0: Yes. I've listened to a lot of these interviews.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it'll be exactly like that. We'll just kind of talk about your, study process so in my mind i just kind of generally i remember you posting some stuff in the forum okay i don't know how long ago um i mean i just i'm saying i just remember seeing you in the forum mm-hmm. and then uh so now you're done with the yes. exams right mm-hmm. okay Last so, summer. okay last summer um so when did you start the cpa study process originally
0: um originally i probably started at the end of 2020 i oh really yes i had an nts for that time i kept pushing it off i got it extended i ended up not taking it during that time and had to pay again to to do far um so i didn't truly start studying until i guess late spring or summer of 2021 because i sat for the first section in august of 2021 Okay. For my first section, FAR.
1: Okay, so so your whole time span from start to finish really wasn't that long. It wasn't like multiple years. It's really just right. 2020 to 2022.
0: Yes, I believe I got my final score like a couple of weeks before that one-year anniversary of when I took the first test on August 13th. So. Okay. I mean, once I got through those first two, I kind of rushed the last one to just like just get it done with get it over with. yeah <laughs> you, you can clearly do it you just have to finish so
1: yeah so I just the general sense I got from your email is that you really didn't need it for your job is that right or like right. what okay so so what made you so you went to school in accounting because you were like eligible to take it so what made you want to do it or what's kind of your job situation You know, that whole thing, like you didn't really need it but you wanted to get it.
0: Right. Well, this would be going back to school for the second time is is when I did accounting. I originally my bachelor's degree is in interdisciplinary studies, which is the degree that you get in Texas if you're gonna be a teacher. So I'm a fourth through eighth grade math and science teacher and I've kept my certification up. So I'm technically could still do that if I wanted to. Um, I got that was in 2004 I got out of school I taught for a while I worked in a lot of different different things I worked in oil and gas I worked in home and auto insurance Um, of course my little stint at um, in Utah at the animal sanctuary and worked in in a hospital for seven years and then I started working for the state it was during my first state job that I decided to go back to school in accounting and that and that just came about because I was seeing a counselor for a while. He insisted that I see a career counselor. She and I did a, I guess it was a personality test. It was called, she always just called it Berkman. So it was essentially, these are the things you need in your life to be happy. These are the kind of jobs that can give you those things that you need in your life to be happy. And accounting happens to be one of them. And our local community college, Austin Community College, is one of the community colleges in Texas that is... I don't know if certified or, or just able to. You can take the classes there that you need to qualify to sit for the CPA exam. So okay. that's what I did. I went. I went through ACC's program. Um, of course, I had zero accounting in my college history. I did it in high school, but um, so I had to, like three and a half years of community college to get the classes that I needed to qualify for the exam. And and really, it was it was just. Uh, career counselor guidance and this is something that might give you the things you need to be happy so yeah that's why i went back into accounting but i've worked for the state since i i started school during one state job and then i switched to an accounting job at another state agency essentially just a general ledger accountant i and i finished school in that job i then I got a different job with the state as a grant accountant and it was during I was studying and taking the exam during that time and then I switched again I now work as an auditor for the state so (laughs) I've moved through four different state jobs three of which were accounting related and and that's how I ended up here
1: okay so um, I'm interested to know did the uh, taking like a personality assessment and it kind of matching you with accounting do you feel like that's been a good fit? Like you find it fulfilling and you enjoy it?
0: I do. Accounting um I've been working as an auditor for a little over a year now and I I am really wanting to get back into accounting. Auditing is not accounting by any means. It's yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. vastly yeah. different hmm. and I miss accounting. So yes, I do feel like accounting is a good fit. It's just a matter of getting moving back into it. So
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, having your CPA now, you know, makes you as mobile as possible, as you know, yes. within accounting. So, yeah, you'll find you'll find something for sure. Okay, um, so one of the most one of the things I found really interesting in your email <clears throat> is that you know you kind of said you weren't you weren't motivated to study really. But you just did it, and that's so. You know, if you think about it, if you're really motivated to do something, it's kind of easy to do it. You know, like it's. I would say it's a lot harder to get yourself to do something if you're just not motivated to do it. So, right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you must have a lot of discipline if you just kind of didn't have these big reasons to push yourself to do it. But you just kind of grinded through it every day. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. So I mean you just decided I've got to I'm going to do the do these exams and there wasn't some big motivation factor so I don't know. How did you I guess Right. If you said you weren't motivated I'm like I can't use the word motivating or motivation but what right. what were you like using to get yourself to do it each day?
0: It was really just finishing what I started. You know, I I school was not a cheap Investment that was, you know, yep. quite a bit of money, and it was finishing what I started. Really, I, I set, set out to start doing it. I had a visit with the, I guess he's just the head of the accounting department at ACC when I first started, and we set this plan. and This is what you're gonna do. And it was, honestly, just finishing that plan. It was if you aren't going to do the CPA exam, why did you spend so much time back in school? You could have been doing so many other things for three and a half yeah. years that you were working full time and going back to school. So if, if that can be motivation, then I guess that, that was the motivation. To get me to sit for that first exam, though, my application of intent was about to expire. And if I didn't sit for it, I was going to have to start <clears throat> all over at the beginning of that process. And just knowing that what it could do for me in the future, yeah, like yeah, for the job that I'm currently working in, it, it's not necessary. There's very little. You don't need a CPA to be an auditor for the state, and, but that doesn't mean in the future I couldn't do something that does require it. I, it did open up, and I there is a there's a time that I'm, going to stay with the state just because of, of pension and retirement reasons. But after mm-hmm. that, I. I could certainly see myself moving into a private sector job that could be more beneficial for me professionally. So, so yeah, my only real motivation, if that's what you can call it, was you started it and you're going to finish it because that's just what you do. You, you finish the things that you start.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what you said, that was my, uh, that was like my biggest thought about the whole thing or I mean the, my why, I guess was mm-hmm. I spent so much money on my undergrad and a master's degree just to, like, fulfill the requirements to take this exam. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to finish this exam. Yeah, that's... And that's the thing. Whatever you have to... Whatever someone can find to latch onto to as a reason, I mean, doesn't matter what it is. If it's, right. you know, you can get that in your head as, like, okay, yeah, when you think about it like that, I am going to finish this, Um, whatever that reason is. But that was essentially, that was my exact, yeah, that was my exact reason. Um, Yeah, especially in accounting, it's just the cap. You know, it's like accounting's kind of significant, not significant, uh, unique, where the CPA is the main designation. A master's in accounting really doesn't, mean much you know Right. it's all about getting your masters to be able to take the cpa mm-hmm. so anyways right okay so you decide you're going to do it um when you first started studying what was that like did you just get a review course and kind of start going through video lectures what was it like in the ver- very beginning uh
0: well it was probably for about my last year of school that i was mm. Um, thinking about that and reviewing things like you can get like a a week or two trial of almost any of the the study programs you know I got a a week of Becker and Wiley and Roger and whatever else, and i 'm just going through them and comparing them so before I got out of school, I had already purchased Wiley as my main CPA study program and Superfast CPA. Um, when I was initially watching, going through the different programs just to see which one I might want to use, um, I was also watching. There was, there, there's, there's another program, and I'm sure there's more than one besides Superfast CPA. That's, I kept watching their videos, and they they kept saying, you know, it's it's an aid and it's something extra that you do along with your program, and all these things, and how that's how wonderful it is. But they would never say exactly what it is you would be doing. So I was very hesitant to buy that program and because mm. I could never figure out what it was you would be doing in that program. And I had seen the Superfast CPA ad come up on Facebook a couple of times and I decided, okay, let's just see what this one's about. <laughs> So I watched your hour-long video, and I was like, yes, he's telling me exactly what I'm going to be doing as part of this program. That is what I yeah. needed to know. So I bought Superfast CPA, too. And I, I, I got that purchase during my last semester because everything's accessed till you pass now. I, it wouldn't be expiring on me if I didn't do it in a certain period of time. So I had all that information before I even finished school um, to know what I was going to be using. So when I first started studying, I, I did try this I did try the super fast method. I was trying to sit down and and do the multiple choice questions and and stuff during the day. It just didn't work for me. I, I wouldn't do it. I would start sitting there. I'd do a few questions and I would just be off doing something else. There's too many other things that the laundry needs to be done and the dishes need to be done. You haven't cooked for the week yet. And all of these things, I just, I could not make myself do the super fast method the way that you prescribe. Your notes and audios, however, are amazing and are what <laughs> were my main my main tools for studying. Best way for me was to listen to your audios while reading along. with uh, mm. I always printed them out. I had a big binder full of your notes and I would just read along and listen while you talked. If there were ever something that you said it one way but it was written another way, I would just go figure out which way it was and make a note or whatever it was about it and so when i started studying i already had all the stuff that i needed or thought that i needed to start studying um but it always it was always through all of them it was always a struggle for me to actually do it (laughs) i got through far um i actually went back i still have access to wiley for some reason i told him that i was passed and finished but i can still log into that thing but um But I went and looked it up. I answered 1,070 or attempted 1,075 of the multiple choice questions in Wiley for FAR of the 3,127 that were available. And that is the most multiple choice questions I did in any of the sections just to try them out. (laughs) Um, But for me, the, the best studying was listening to your audios and reading along with your written notes. I'm sure other, I don't know I don't know if I got far enough into any of the other programs that I did a trial of but Wiley has something called um, the 11th Hour for each of the sections and it's really, it's just like probably a little less than 30 videos in each of them it is just hot topics it's like this is for sure gonna show up on the exam so make sure you know this kind of thing so I would go through those those 11th hour videos and just make a set of notes I would write out the questions that they worked out and I had my own set of notes from the 11th hour videos I had year written and audio notes and for me that's what I did I just reviewed the notes that that was the best way I could do to study and that's what I did Occasionally, if I was like out eating, I would flip through your multiple choice questions and do multiple choice questions. But I only ever did yours because, like you said, they're a lot simpler. I'm not going to yeah. be able to sit there and read through a Wiley question mm-hmm. <laughs> on my phone and answer it. That's just not going to happen. Um, I don't even know if their app works that way. I didn't even download their app, so I'm not sure how the Wiley app even works. But. yeah,
1: yeah, you get full strength questions, which it's yeah not very practical to use from your phone, but yeah
0: right yes Hmm. and it was i i do i I was getting up at 4 a.m every morning because i was in the office for the majority of the the time during covid so for me what worked i couldn't sit down and study for those first two hours because again i have stuff to do there's things that need to be done that i'm not doing because i'm sitting and studying so it was better for me to get get through with those things i'm up two hours early but i get the laundry done i get the dishes done i get I pay the bills or whatever so when I get home from work there's nothing else to do but study and then I was able to study when I got home from work so for me evening studying worked far better than in the morning Hmm. um so yes when I first started I had everything that I needed but even throughout all the sections I, I don't think I ever really got a study process nailed down it's I'm sitting down to study what can I do right now to actually retain some information? And sometimes that was answering multiple choice questions, but but not very often. Most of the time it was let's or just watch just some more of those eleventh hour videos. You've been through them once. Just go watch another one that then hear it again. Or it was whatever I was going to retain for that moment that I would sit down and do. Hmm. Okay.
1: That's uh so, so yeah, one thing I always say is like if you're if you're passing sections doesn't matter like what you're doing right right um, but, but yeah I've got I've got to say like even in my mind not doing many multiple choice and mostly listening conceptually or like the conceptual mm-hmm. studying like uh, review notes audios I think that's all really helpful obviously right. weaved into the whole other you know where you're doing multiple choice and everything but it clearly worked for you Mm-hmm. Um so you'd get up early in the morning, you'd kind of get your to-do daily list done, tasks, right? yeah. Right. And so on the average day after work, you would either watch those 11th hour videos or do the following our notes with the audios playing and that was like would you say 70 per, 70 or 80% of the time you spent studying was doing one of those two things?
0: Definitely yes. Any any else thing else I did? It wasn't consistent enough to say that I did it. To, you know going through the multiple choice questions from the from your app? That wasn't a consistent thing. It was I was eating out and I just was slipping through them while I was eating. Um, but yes, there, the consistent things that I did was reading notes. But it's how I studied when I was back in school. You know, being back in school for the as an adult was so vastly different than when I went through college the first time. And when I was studying for tests in school, that's all I did, too, was read through my notes from class. That's, that's how I got through all of my accounting classes. So I was like, this is probably going to get me through the exams, too. This is how I'm used to studying. I, I never, even studying for classes, I never went back through multiple choice questions that we did in homeworks or anywhere. It was always just reading notes that I did. Hmm. So that is just what worked for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, so I guess one of my, in my mind, uh, you know, like one of the way, I think on the free training, I kind of explain it this way. You can read the text or like read the textbook from your review course for any given lesson and or watch the video lecture and they present everything. And then the questions, just the context is just pretty different. So how did you... uh, I mean, so what were your results? Like you went in your first exam after studying like that, did you mm-hmm. pass it or yes.
0: I passed them wow. all the first time I took them. Yes, not <laughs> no, I'm barely I barely passed, but I passed them all. Yeah. Um, and at every test I walked out I was like that could go either way. I really am not sure. And I um I don't think all states do it, but Texas will give you a um what are these things called? A diagnostic performance report after each test um so it's just it's not you couldn't restudy based on this you still have to restudy everything because it's not specific enough but i was stronger in simulations on every section except for bec which turned out to be the hardest section for me i mean they are they are all all hard in their own way and they all just suck but um, bec was my it was so non-accounting. I just right. struggled with that one the most. Um, but yes, I. Your question was how I felt taking the exam. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry.
1: So actually, what I was no, that was so. What I was getting at was. Uh, so yeah. So, okay. So that's your study process. You pass mm-hmm. all four in the first try. Yes. So I guess my question was uh, more like. I, I mean apparently this wasn't a struggle because you passed them all but what I would what I was saying is like When you learn from just paragraph format basically primarily and then go straight to the exam more or less You didn't feel any kind of disconnect with okay the the questions and how they're worded and how they are structured is just a lot different than I don't know the video lectures. I was watching and stuff. It must not
0: right. be yeah, I didn't watch any of the video lectures. I don't think I even opened any of those books. Um, my rabbit chewed off the corners of most of these books that I'm looking at. I I don't think I opened them. Um, I, I mean, I did do some multiple-choice practice. So when I was sitting through FAR, my thought was, even, even the little bit that I did, I'm like, this isn't like what I practiced. So mm-hmm. to me... Continuing to do those was like, well, it's not like the test anyway. So, if you, for me, if I knew it, I knew it, and reading a question about it, if I knew it, I already knew it. It that doesn't throw me off in a test. I'm not a a stress test taker. I'm pretty chill about taking tests, and maybe that helps that Mm -hmm. I don't get a lot of anxiety about about testing. Um, And maybe it's because I have a teacher background, (laughs) but um, I. I did not get thrown off by how anything was worded. And I did find the simulations to be somewhat easier because it was really just kind of explaining and telling a story down a page. It wasn't um, so far off to me than just filling in blanks in a story, kind of. So no, that yeah. that wasn't a big disconnect for me, just having read notes and then going to the questions.
1: I guess, yeah, so I guess on one hand... Um if you used our notes and audios a lot, which it sounds like you did, the way that we make those is by going through tons of past exam questions. So we're not trying to just make like bullet point, like a summary of everything you'd find in the textbook. It's mostly for this topic, these are what we've seen so many questions on previously. Mm -hmm. So that's what's in the notes for this uh, topic, so. I don't know, hopefully, or maybe that's...
0: Maybe that's you know, why, helped a though. lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yes, I honestly... I don't even have those. I had them all printed out, but once I was finished, I just...
1: Threw them burned away. ...burned everything yeah. <laughs> that I
0: had. Um, yeah. I did make note cards, too. Um, not necessarily, like, things that I don't know, but for me, a note cards is a a different way to just read a set of notes. Like, I can just flip a card over at a time and read you know, especially I'm remembering for far, like the steps to like make a new, um, pronouncement.
1: Accounting.
0: Yes. Those steps. I remember putting those on note cards and numbering them on the back of the card so I could mix them up and put them back in order and make sure I knew the order, stuff like that. So note cards for me, it was really just taking some notes that is just kind of easier to read in, in a note card fashion versus just paragraphs. So I did have sets of mm-hmm. note cards like that. Um, for studying as well
1: yeah i think flashcards are just absolutely huge i mean that's yes. uh yeah so did you um did you watch our pro course videos yes do you ever remember going in and watching like a series of videos on like the study process itself
0: yes i probably did that multiple times before i okay got out of school or right when i got out of school probably I probably okay. got to set a set of notes about the process in one of my notebooks that I still have. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean that's I don't know. That's cool that you uh obviously just kind of changed well, I wouldn't even say you, you really used our process because it's so heavy on using the MCQs. It's right. you just kinda did your own thing and it you know, it worked. Going four for four. Yes. <laughs> like you said in your email, you feel like you just got lucky and I was like No, 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 no. Nobody, (laughs) nobody lucks their way through these exams. Like, that's not, that's not possible.
0: Right. So. It's just my study method. When I was taking Odd, I did, I, I saw a counselor for, I don't know, a couple of months, I guess. Just, you know tell me what i can do how can i get this study method down a little bit better what what can i do and i mean he's he had to pass exams too to to do what he does so we we talked test strategies and study strategies a lot but um he was like at the end of the day you have all these things you have all these things that you can use to study you have your the Miley course and they have videos and questions and lectures and stuff and you have your notes, you have your notes from this additional program, you you have all these things that you can do to study if the only thing that you can do when you sit down is pick which thing is the most effective for you at the moment, then that's all you can do (laughs) and just give yourself the grace to be human because you are an adult with a full time job and you have limited time to do this kind of thing so... Mm something that's gonna benefit you every time you sit down to study and that's really the best that you can do
1: (laughs) yeah well right so that's very um, it's one of those things that sounds so obvious but it's also really good advice cuz people get Mm -hmm. you know you know how things work you just get lost in your own day or whatever's going on Um, so a question on that how would you decide like arbitrarily or whatever Okay, tonight I'm just. I think MCQs would be what would really help me. Or mm-hmm. no, tonight's a reading the notes while I listen night. How how would you decide what's the most helpful in any given moment?
0: Um, sometimes trial and error. I I know myself mm-hmm. well enough usually that I I will just know that I can't concentrate if I'm just going to read a textbook today or I can't concentrate if I'm just going to be looking at multiple choice questions. Um, But sometimes, you know, if you start doing something and I'm just like, this is not effective. I just got through three pages and I have no idea what it said. So we're going to switch and try something else. Just pick up your note cards and just look at your note cards. Note cards are easier for me to focus on because it's tiny pieces of information at a time. Um, So sometimes trial and error, but mostly I just know myself well enough to know how tired am I? How mm-hmm. how am I going What am I gonna be able to focus on? And that's just knowing myself as to what. I don't know yeah. how else to say that. I I typically know what will work.
1: Yeah. Um, have you read uh, Have you read Atomic Habits by James Clear?
0: No, but I feel like that's on my reading list as something <laughs> you have recommended in the past.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, he he. He's basically describing, you know, kind of what you're talking about where Mm -hmm. it's kind of a fallacy. The whole idea of achieving your goals is just having, you know, this huge amount of discipline and self-control and just powering through with brute force until you accomplish your goals. He's saying it's much more this process of kind of strategically setting up your day or your environment or whatever it is to kind of find the path of least resistance to at least do mm-hmm. something each day to like move closer to your goals. Um, yes. That's that sounds you know, kind of like what, what you I did. Saying. Yes. Yeah.
0: To get through them. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Huh. Okay, let me look at your email for a sec. There was several okay. things I wanted to ask you about. Uh, so one thing was the um, the affirmation. So you said you had a counselor that would have you write affirmations down and it sounds like this is another book reference but Mm -hmm. have you ever read uh think and grow rich by napoleon hill
0: no but i have had an intern reading that once when i at a job that i was at and he recommended it but that's probably on my reading list too i just don't really get to those
1: yeah so in that book you know it's called think and grow rich it's primarily Mm -hmm. about like mindset and it's not really about getting rich really it's about your mindset and how to cultivate it and everything but he gives that exact Advice where you write affirmations in the present tense based on your, whatever your goals are, you write them down as if they had already happened. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what you said. The counselor would have you write down like, I study effectively, I've passed reg, I've passed far. Right. Did he, what in his words, what was his like rationale for having you do it that way?
0: that was actually a different counselor this is many counselors prior to taking the cpa exam it was just other random affirmations i hate affirmations i really do but (laughs) i liked writing so uh, she just had me writing them something down over and over and over again and um which i enjoyed doing because i like writing but um so that was a different counselor than the my cpa exam counselor but um But yes, I just used that. And it was... I mean, my journal is right here next to me. There are so many pages that are just full of I am studying effectively to pass red. I am studying effectively to pass far. um, I will pass. Um, I have passed. And you know, after having watched so many of these videos with you, um, just my poor rabbit had to hear all of this stuff. He probably knows your (laughs) voice. If I didn't have headphones on, he'd recognize it. But um, I would just talk to you as if I had already passed, as if I was already telling you the story of how I passed, even though I hadn't even taken a section yet. He had to hear over and over again how I passed the CPA exam, even though I hadn't passed it yet. That's funny. (laughs) But I I, I try to do that with everything, even like stuff I'm nervous about, like a job interview or something. It's like, you know, in two hours, this is just going to be in your past, and you're not even going to have to think about it anymore. When I'm walking in to take one of the exams, it was like, you know, by five o'clock, you're going to be having dinner and you're not even going to be thinking about the exam anymore. You're just going to be done. So just look to that. That's what you're doing. You've already passed. You just have to show them now that you did it and you have to sit and answer yeah. these questions to do it. So, so yes, I, I do, I do that a lot. Just act like it's already over and you've already passed and you're fine. <laughs> mhm.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm into all that stuff, like the self-help, mm-hmm. um, I read a lot of books I mean actually now not that much but for a long time I mean I read so many books about that kind of thing and I remember I was in a college class one time because a lot of people think that you know think the whole self-help things kind of kind of dumb or too fluffy or whatever but I was I was in like a business class in my undergraduate and uh, this kid raised his hand I can't remember what what the whole point was about what we were even talking about but he just mentioned that he was a his like job during college was a uh like a valet okay up at deer deer valley so in park city like the nicest uh, ski resort okay and he's like so all i do all day is park rich people's cars and he's like nine out of ten of them there's you know self-help Tapes playing or CDs oh. playing in their car, okay. And uh, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny. I yeah. al- I always think of that that kid saying that one comment in class.
0: Mm-hmm. It works.
1: So no, it, yeah, it does, right? Yep. Um. Okay, so you would talk out loud a lot, whether mm-hmm. it was like a motivational thing, or would you also do that with like the concepts? You like you'd read something in the notes or. Oh, um, kind of idea. explain I something back or was it so you didn't really do that with the actual material
0: I don't remember ever doing that with the actual material if I was reading aloud it's because I was reading from I was reading it aloud off of the, from the book or whatever from your notes mm-hmm. but just reciting stuff out loud I don't ever remember doing that I might have
1: oh okay okay so the out loud stuff was just kind of your like motivational the, stuff the mindset yeah of, okay yeah okay yes. okay, um okay, so you do your to do list in the morning, you work, so how many hours would you just be doing like two hours each night study wise or how long did you actually study?
0: um, you know, I never timed it i um I'm not sure i I didn't like trying to set myself into rigid of a schedule, I wouldn't have done it just because. I was trying to do that so I I just did however long felt effective but I can't tell you how long that was it may have been an hour one night and two and a half or three the next night it I didn't force myself into any particular time constraint it was more of when you're done you're done you know if you're if I can't keep my eyes open well it's just better to go to bed Um, because it's not gonna nothing's gonna stick if I can't stay awake so yeah um, so it wasn't a consistent length of time um, probably at least an hour. But
1: okay. So going along with that, based on how you said you studied, if like if you weren't going through the questions unit by unit or whatever, um, and I mean our notes, you can get through in a couple hours. So I'm guessing you went through them like many times.
0: How you would you say that? I never got through your notes in a couple of hours. <laughs> that that was. That was always multiple days to actually get through. I can't just read it just to read it. I'm going to read it and, and absorb it at the same time. So yeah, I yeah. can't get well, through a set sense. of your notes in a couple of hours.
1: Okay, but at least, you know, um, I guess w- I, what I was, where I was going with that is if that was kind of your process and you weren't going unit by unit through your mm-hmm. uh, Wiley course, how did you decide when you were done like covering the material, or, or like ready to take an exam. How did you gauge that?
0: Um. Well, I always had I scheduled them in advance, so it was always just you're taking it on this day, and it, it for me it was kind of ready or not, just do it and see what happens. Because I always scheduled so close to the end of my window that, mm-hmm. and in Texas you only get ninety days from in that window so you don't have a whole lot of wiggle room um so i would usually just schedule it and i had to be ready by that day i did i ever feel like i was finished i never felt like i was finished i don't think i ever would have i could have studied for a year and not felt like i was finished yeah um it had to just be close enough because i never would have done it if i waited to be finished um i felt like i knew i knew enough about each thing to to be successful so
1: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's interesting because you know for a lot of people again you were you passed all four on your first try so whatever you were doing was working um but then as you describe it it's kind of like well tonight i i might study an hour i might study three hours or I don't know if I'm going to do MCQs or just read the notes. You know, it almost sounds like haphazard, right? Mm-hmm. But it was working. Um,
0: you should try living in here. I mean, <laughs> you'd say the same thing, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's just... I think for a lot of people it would be... Uh, it, that, that just wouldn't work. But I, I guess right. I'm just saying it's a... It's just a testament to the idea of knowing yourself and... At the end of the day, you know, like this is the CPA exams are so different than college because Mm -hmm. the professor kind of like leads you through the material as the semester goes on and you show up two or three times a week. Um, It's just you're responsible for getting this info in your head, however, that has to happen. You can't really rely on, you know, the review course to just because you watch the videos doesn't mean it's going to be in there. I don't know. Right. You just have to figure that out, like whatever that is.
0: Yes. So. And, I mean, some of those, I know we keep talking about your notes and audios, but going through the 11th hour videos also <coughs> takes a pretty significant chunk of time um, to mm-hmm. get through those. If you're going to stop and take notes and, and have a thorough set of notes afterwards. So it may be like 24 from 5 to 15 minutes apiece, but, you know, that's going to take if you're pausing every few seconds to take some notes or you're pausing to write down the questions that they're working through, that, that takes time to get through as well. So um, that that was a pretty significant chunk of of study time as well, particularly on the weekends. That's when I did them the most. I would just, you know, at the beginning of the day, it would be you're going to get through four or five of these hot topic videos and that would be a many hours <laughs> to get through mm-hmm. those few videos. So... That was also time consuming as well
1: okay so let's talk about that so you mentioned when you would read our notes and you you Mm -hmm. wouldn't just be a few hours because you were like taking time to absorb it and understand each little piece take notes the same thing you would do with the uh, those 11th hour videos Mm -hmm. so what was your actual process for that if you I don't know if you're covering a new topic in the notes or on one of those videos. Were you taking notes by hand, or I think you mentioned note cards? Um, Both, yes. Okay.
0: So how did all of that by hand? It was all in notebooks. I think I still have all of my notebooks from that. But yes, because for me, writing it, um, like like typing it, I may as well just copy and paste what someone else has typed, but. Um, writing it by hand was is a way for me to remember stuff. I I can picture a page where I read something to give you an answer off of that page, kind of thing. Less so now than when I was younger, but um, but yes, writing it by hand, I I could literally in my mind go to that page and read it and get an answer sometimes. Okay, and so
1: as you're taking notes, what are, you're essentially You're reading a formula or a summary, like a paragraph that's describing something and you're just kind of writing it out in your own words or just how you understand it to take notes on it? Is that kind of what you're doing with the notes?
0: Yeah, depending on what it is, um, formulas for sure, especially all of the financial formulas that you just kind of have to memorize. Just writing those over and over again is how I remember those things. Um, flashcards aren't gonna go very far for me for memorizing formulas. But I I don't I don't feel like I reworded things very often. Writing it down exactly as someone said it or wrote it before. I mean, I'll write affirmations over and over again over hundreds of pages. I have no problem just copying a set of of notes word for word into a notebook. Yeah. So just writing it out, just not even just reading it, but writing it out, even if it's the same words. Um, because, I mean, it's explained as simply as it can be explained, so just writing that out is mostly what... If I'm writing it, that's what I'm doing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I, that makes sense, too. Um, it's, it's just a... That's one step further than reading it on the page or whatever on the screen, and you're right. like, okay, yeah, I get it. But to actually write it out is just... Yeah, I know what you mean. There's more power in that. It's just one step further than reading it once, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so let's say so you have your test date and it's coming up. If you have a week left or whatever, did you do anything different for a final review or just kind of the same daily thing?
0: Pretty much the set coming leading up to it. I always my goal was to always schedule it for a Friday. And take the Wednesday and Thursday off of work before to just read through notes over and over as much as I could for those three days or two days leading up to it. I tried to schedule for the afternoon so I'd have that morning to I didn't have to be rushed in the morning. I could take my time in the morning to get ready and get there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, my my final my final crunch was really just those two days leading up to it. And I think for all but one of them, I was able to take that off of work um, to be able to do two full days of just reading everything again as many times as i could for the other one when i when i scheduled i had odds scheduled for a friday like i normally would and then two weeks before the exam someone decides to get deathly ill and i am nursing a rabbit back to help for a little over a week (laughs) so i had to reschedule that exam And I ended up taking it the day before Thanksgiving. (laughs) So I couldn't take the two days prior off. I had to just do what I could in my hours after work, just reading and reviewing as much as I possibly could after work for those two days before I took it the day before Thanksgiving, which is a Wednesday. So yeah, yeah, otherwise it was the Wednesday and Thursday, cramming as much as possible, re-reviewing as much as possible before I actually go sit and take it. And I'm I'm very glad I passed the first time because I remember I'm sitting there answering these questions and I'm like there is nothing that I could have done differently to be more prepared for this like I don't know what I would have done to have been more prepared for that test the stuff that I I didn't know wasn't in any of the notes that I that I had or reviewed or anything um, particularly reg with some some weird tax stuff and mm-hmm. I and in another one of your interviews. There were, it was a girl, and she said that when she would finish the test, she would just write down the things that she knew she didn't know. If she had to restudy, these were the things that she really needed to study because she couldn't yeah. answer questions about them. And I did that, too, after each section. Just in case, It's like, this is what you didn't know. And I know, it's probably probably a big, huge... No, no, I shredded those after I got my, my passing score, so there's not a list anywhere of stuff that was on that test. Yeah. But it was a list of what I knew I you didn't know enough about this. So if you have to redo this, you better, this is what you need to focus on. So,
1: Yeah. Um, but I think probably you learning so conceptually mm-hmm. probably helped a lot with, because I don't know, like on you mentioned reg, a lot of the tax stuff, you know, like the rationale behind tax rules is all really similar. Like why the rules are the way they are. And how I don't know how basis works across different entities or whatever it's generally the same, so probably just learning very conceptually you know helped you do decent, even when you were basically guessing, I would think
0: yes, yes, because mo on ta- on that tax stuff, you know you don't have to memorize any any tables of numbers and stuff they're they're going to give you that it's how to apply mm-hmm. it that they want to know if you can do, so
1: yeah.
0: um. But yeah, there's random tax stuff that I, I guess was just newer stuff that I was expected to know that I hadn't, that I had not reviewed, so. Yeah.
1: And and what about Sims, uh, like in your study process? I mean, mm-hmm. I think everyone, because on these interviews, I've heard everything from like, no, I literally never looked at the Sims to that's primarily what I studied. I've heard a few mm-hmm. times, like you said, you just found the sims naturally easier. That's mm-hmm. definitely rare, you know, and when people mm-hmm. get those performance reports back, it's almost always, if someone failed, it's almost always shows weaker on the sims. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I guess what I was saying is, everyone should do at least enough sims to just see the format before the real mm-hmm. exam. So, did you do that? Was that in the last few days, or how did you work in practice sims at all?
0: Uh, I guess just whenever I felt like looking at them. I, that's, yeah, like for far, um, I hate to say it, I only attempted six task-based simulations of the 201 that were available. (laughs) But my, so if I, whenever I opened up the task-based simulations, I just clicked for the answer and just read through the information, because they were usually so text-heavy, and I'm like, I don't want to read this. Yeah, and they're they're graded so weird in the practice course anyway. Like, you type in that last answer and it just grades it and gives you all the answers. And I was like, but if I wanted to look back over that, I couldn't anyway. So, if I did do the Sims, it was just to open and click for the answer and just read through and see what I could learn from what that answer was presenting. My biggest concern with Sims was um, searching the professional literature because. Typically, you can find that exact wording in there somewhere, but there's a lot of places that sound a lot like it, too. Yep. And so I would get into the Sims, and I would just click through to look for those, searching the professional literature ones, to try and practice on those And until I felt like, okay, I know what I need to look for to hopefully get that right. <laughs> so yeah. that's really all I did with Sims. I, I never actually worked them. If I did open them to do them, it was just to click and get the answer and read what information was available there so i didn't kind of like the multiple choice i didn't find it as useful to try to work through simulations either but i don't know i found them to be much easier on the tests besides bec bec was just its own monster i mean yeah
1: was that i mean the the writing ones or just the non-writing normal sims on bec
0: was a monster they all the, the
1: ones that you found, yeah, just all of them. Okay,
0: yeah, I did. I don't think I even looked at regular simulations for BEC. I, Wiley had like forty. I wrote it down. Look at this, like forty-three of just the written ones. And really, it's just read what they wrote to kind of get an idea of what these things mm-hmm. should sound like. You don't. I mean, you could try to write them yourself, but I didn't see how that would be. Beneficial, right. and of course, you know they had days and hours to write these things to make really beautifully written compositions. But I remember sitting there doing the the written part, and I'm just like, please don't grade this by hand, please don't grade this by hand, because <laughs> really, I just picked some keywords and I I made it. If I didn't know what it was talking about, I just made as many sentences as possible in paragraph form using those keywords and i just prayed nobody looked at them for real yeah because they would have failed me for sure and never allowed me to try that again
1: (laughs) that's funny because that's what i tell people is uh yeah you can't practicing writing out a bunch of practice written communications is kind of just because you don't know what you're going to see on exam day you basically right. want to fit in as many of like the BEC buzzwords <laughs> as you can mm-hmm. and make sure it makes sense in the sentence you use it and yes. uh yeah just give a coherent logical response and that's basically the best you can do
0: yes i i would agree with that that um and i I got through them. I think everything but far, I submitted them with like 30 minutes left on the clock because there's, I can't just sit there and, I'm not going to divine this answer from heaven. If I didn't know it the first time, I'm not going to know it now. So what's the point of continuing (laughs) to stare at this? Like, I'm not going to all of a sudden come up with this beautifully constructed Response to these written communications. Why am I going to sit here and stare at them for another thirty minutes? So, right. um, So I did submit those with like thirty minutes left on the clock, just because that's the best I can do. (laughs) So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, man, we've okay, we've gone like a full hour already. That went by fast.
0: I'm Um, not working today, so I'm fine if you don't have anything to do. I don't mind staying (laughs) on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I we're kind of we're through most of it. Uh, Let me just look at your email again. Um, Oh, so the other the other thing I thought was funny from your email is uh, because you hear me ask on other episodes like when how long into your process did everything start to click? And you just you kind of said it never really did. And I guess you kind of said that before, where you never felt fully ready for each exam. It was more just I'm gonna set a date do whatever I can day by day and then go in and take it. But then, you you know, like you said, you went four for four. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of... uh, I don't know. There's a lot of wisdom in that, like... I don't know. Doing what you can do every day at the same time you have a deadline because you know you can't just prepare endlessly forever. Right. Um, Yeah, I just... Yeah. Your whole your whole approach, I just find it very uh interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, you went you went four for four. It's just I did. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I felt like yeah, it click it never really clicked. I just you know, I had to accept that this is what it what it is and do what you can and just move on. Even, even sitting there answering the questions, I i tried not to leave any unanswered, like on multiple choice. But of course, you could easily see which ones you didn't answer and just go click on them. And I didn't know the answer any more the second time than I did when I skipped over it the first time. And I played Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo way too many times on some of those sections, and I still managed to to get through. Because I mean, there's no point in sitting there and obsessing, like. Over this one question that you can't answer, just pick an answer and move on. It's mm-hmm. it's not. You're just taking time away from something you might know the answer to. Yeah, exactly. You take away the time that you don't have um, to answer that question. So I try to approach it like that. It, it worked. Luckily, it worked. But um, yeah. Um,
1: okay. So one other question I have about how you would use our notes. So were you trying to? Did you get through them start to finish multiple times, like during your window studying for FAR? Or were you working through them slowly enough that you were kind of matching the, like, let's say you're going through the, I don't know, the leases or something uh, Mm -hmm. on those 11th hour videos, and you're just kind of closely working with our notes on the leases or... Were you getting through the notes, like, multiple times, like, I don't know, once every five to seven days or something, and then, and then just starting over?
0: Yes, I got through them many times, okay. just starting over. It, it was never super quick, but I got yeah. through them multiple times within that that time frame. And audios, I would listen to them to and from work, but some days the app just wouldn't load, and it was just like, well, I can't mm. do that today, because I don't want to sit here for ten minutes when I could be at home already, <laughs> so... Yeah. So as much as I could, I listened to them in the car. But of course, there were days when it's like I just no more notes. I just gotta listen (laughs) to some music for a day. And um, so yeah, I got through them many times over. And that that repetition is probably what helped a lot. Just hearing it so many times.
1: Yeah, I was so. I'll get to this a thing where I was gonna like, cause like I said when I saw your email and how you said you studied, you know, to a lot of people, it'd be like, that's kind of hard to believe. You went four for four, not really doing practice questions and sims, mostly just reading, you know, review notes and uh, watching those final review videos or cram videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if I was to analyze why it worked, I think what you said where you were you weren't just always reading the notes. You were kind of carefully, I mean, you were reading them, but you were going piece by piece, making sure you understood as you went, taking notes. So it was this very active process. So actually, okay, that's that's a really good point because um, I talk about that a lot. If you're just sitting there passively, you know, you have the video lecture on, and you're just sitting there, and half hour goes by you know you can tell yourself yeah well i just watched this video i'm getting things done but it's very low impact or it's just very passive Mm -hmm. whereas you were doing that you were using the review notes and watching those videos but you were doing it very actively right like pausing it constantly making sure you understood Mm -hmm. okay what they just said is this so i'll take a note um so yeah, that's, that's just yes. a huge distinction, I guess, for anyone listening to this in the future.
0: It is. Even just reading your notes, if I got through you know, two pages and I'm like, well, I just zoned out and I wasn't really reading that, I would make myself go back and start over again on those two pages. And yeah, I, I didn't let myself um, do that. Like it was, if you, if you didn't get it, you're going to go back and do it now. And you're gonna get it, or you're gonna switch to do something else. Maybe this isn't what you're gonna do today. <laughs> Maybe you're mm-hmm. gonna just do something else because this isn't working. Um, but yes, I would say it was very active and repetitive. I repeated things a lot.
1: Yeah. So, and that would okay. So that would be another thing that I would say. Like, okay, why did her process work so well? Yeah. The the thing I'm always saying is uh, these exams and learning all this material. It's a lot like learning a new language and Mm -hmm. everyone understands that example like you couldn't do one deep dive study session and like master a new language it's just not Mm -hmm. possible it you can only functionally learn like a new language through this constant like repetition saying saying the new words over and over using them in the sentence however whatever however that language works Um, it has to come like in layers your understanding Mm -hmm. has to come in layers and so that was worked into your process as well it sounds like.
0: Yes, I would
1: say so. Yeah. Um so with your notes as you're going through our notes repeatedly it's like the second time you read them and the third time you something new clicks so you kind of add to your notes for that topic is that basically what you would do?
0: Um if it happens like that, I um <coughs> probably i don't remember specifically enough
1: <laughs> yeah it's
0: been a while now right. um it's, it's easy to put that put that behind me and not remember specific details like that but um my, my goal was always to have this set of notes that i could just review over and over again mm-hmm. and, i mean now i'd have to go oh that even just googling something just for some clarity helped but i don't remember doing that frequently but sometimes it's just saying it in a different way let me change these words around because this makes more sense kind of thing
1: right yeah yeah so i guess in general just a big takeaway is uh everyone i talk to has one unique thing and like with you your whole approach is unique but the more we get into it i can see like why it worked so, so anyone that's, like, successful at these exams, if you talk to them about, like, what they did, there's always, like, clues leading back to kind of this active learning uh, mm-hmm. thing. You're, yes. When you're spending time, you're actively, like, forcing new information into your brain, whether it's, like, taking notes or doing questions. You know, you're pausing the video instead of, mm-hmm. okay, I just let 60 minutes of a video, like, wash over me. And I might remember that's, two things from that. Nothing, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are going to find this really helpful because I hope so. Yeah. It just, uh, like I said, your your approach or your mindset to it of I'm going to just do whatever I feel like will be effective for me tonight. I think that could throw a lot of people off, but then there's a lot of people that that will, you know, they're like, yeah, that's that's how I need to do this as well. Cause, yeah. yeah,
0: I think there's probably a lot of people who who need that a really rigid structure. To this is exactly what I have to do, but mm-hmm. it's just not something that's going to work for me because that is not how my yeah. brain works. Yeah.
1: So, but but a big takeaway on that is you were doing something every night. I mean, more or less, right? It's like, it I was, don't feel like yeah. doing...
0: You keep saying every yeah. night, and I'm like, eh, was it every night? Mm, you know, there there were pro- many nights where it's like, well, you really just need to sleep because you're not mm-hmm. feeling okay or something. So, every night, probably not. But 95% of the nights, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you were very consistent. Right. Hmm.
0: I tried to be, Yes.
1: Um, So another thing that comes up a lot is, I I guess it's about intention. Like, you are deciding in advance to take a night off because you just need it. You need to sleep. Whereas, you know, what happens to a lot of people is they just kind of procrastinate it. You know, Mm. they just don't make it a priority. A day goes by, two days slips by. So how would you kind of balance that? As like, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. It just comes down to I am act I'm choosing in advance. I'm not gonna study tonight because I really need to sleep, or you know yeah. whatever it is. But then I know that tomorrow I am back on I it. Need to do
0: it. Yes. Yeah. Weekends were always my catch up. If, if it was a bad week, if things went went terrible, the rabbit is sick. Um, I mean, there's things that interfere with that, even not just procrastinating because you just can't. Um, weekends were always my catch up time to finish up. Well, you, you didn't do enough during the week. So now yes, go get the groceries, but now you're going to spend the rest of the day finishing up your notes on the 11th hour videos that you didn't do during the week or whatever it was. My weekends were catch up if the week did not go well.
1: Okay. That's another great point. Um, and I, I think it's such an obvious idea that, I mean, I talk about that exact thing in the pro course videos, you use the weekends as a buffer to just mm-hmm. catch up. Like, you never start a yes. Monday behind on your whole plan or feeling behind. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty self-evident. It just yeah. makes sense. Yeah.
0: You eventually have to catch up. I mean, it's, it's not going to work if you don't.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. I mean, a lot of your, yeah, just your whole... Uh, mindset is, I don't know, I get it. I get why it worked for you after, you know, hearing the whole thing. That's, that's cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we kind of went through everything. What, yeah, so the, the last thing I always ask, even if it's stuff we already covered, what would be your main three tips for somebody, you know, that's still trying to figure out their own study process?
0: Um, I would say give yourself space to be human don't expect perfection if if all you if this is all you could do this is all you can do and just accept it because you you are an adult with a full-time job and responsibilities at home you can't expect to just master something all at once um, I think that's the best thing anyone can keep in mind just keep reminding yourself that if you have to it's not a, you don't have to be perfect but honestly, I, I have developed some superstitions over, over my life. And um, I, I, there's things that I kept consistent each time. I always brought the same snack to eat in, in that little break that you get on the exam. Mm-hmm. I always had a chiropractic adjustment the day before I had to sit for the exam. Um, my, my little sister was involved in some way each time. Um, the last three, they, just, they drove me to and from the testing center. So, I mean, mm. pick always eat always eat before you go you will be starving before your break So eat a meal not just a snack and then bring a snack because that's the worst man sitting in there hungry that was awful um i wrote i wrote another one down hang on that was all i wrote down sorry so those are my two if you're if you're still studying just allow yourself to be human and eat before you take the test yeah. And bring a snack. Make sure you bring a snack.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I like how you describe all your um I don't know, just your whole outlook on the process. If you needed a day off for whatever reason, you took it. Um but at the same time, you were very disciplined. Like there was just there was intention behind everything you did throughout the process. It wasn't just like you know, kind of the self-sabotage thing, where, like, I, I'm just too busy, or kind of making excuses, and then a week goes by and you don't study. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, there's never taking a day off, like the really hardcore approach, and then there's just the more not holistic, I don't know what the word would be, your approach, which is <laughs> What like, I did.
0: <laughs> Grace's yeah, approach.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, yeah, you know, can't someone imagine who just who's procrastinating can't imagine what? and not... Yeah. I
0: just, like, I get that some people need that structure, but man, if I had... I would have burned myself out so bad if I was two hours every day, never stop, you can't take a break. That would just... I would have probably quit before I started. That's just it's just far too rigid for me. Yeah. Um, I I need I need some space in there to to allow life to happen because it does. So that's But uh, that works for some people. It does. That would that would have burned me out really really bad. Mhm.
1: Yeah, and I th- I mean that's really good for a lot of people to hear, you know, just yeah. uh Well, I mean, I hear that through through emails a lot. Mm-hmm. Um just Yeah, and when I first started this, I would always be, like, in emails to people, I would just kind of be like, no, you don't, like, you don't take days off, like, (laughs) you want to pass these, you, because that's how I did it, you know, and so, uh, but doing these interviews has taught me a lot about, people take whatever strategy it is, and, I mean, they might not even do it, they might throw it out, because they just know it doesn't work for them, or they customize it, or... They just have their own, completely own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's kind of a balance, too, right? Because the, obviously there's a lot of people out there that just fi- follow this traditional approach of watching the video, reading the chapter, doing the questions, and they spend years and, mm-hmm. like, never pass sections, so...
0: Yes. I have a friend who did that and passed that way, so I I think it just depends. Yeah. If you know... You know how to do it. I mean, I, I, where I'm working now, there's a lot of people who are taking taking their CPAs, and I always tell them, hey, just hey, go watch the video. It's just an hour. Just watch it and see if there's anything that you could use um, as you study. You know, you, they might give you an idea. And so I've been referring people to Superfast CPA. I don't know. They don't follow up with me if they've actually done it or not. And it's not my business. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But um, yeah. I mean, and then I hear what they are doing, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that works for you, you know, because that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> I have yeah. a friend now; she, she's like, oh, I, had, I need to get at least, you know, sixty percent on, I don't know what review course she's using. So she's like, so I, I'm getting that, so I'm ready, and I'm like, okay, you go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway, and re- despite, or I mean, regardless of how you did everything like we were talking about earlier, you were just very... Uh, you were intentional, and whenever you were studying, you were actively learning. Like... Yes. Pushing new information into your head instead of kind of letting a... You know, 30 minutes of a just, video... Yeah, kind of just...
0: Just kind of play in front of your eyes and not... not
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I feel like your your notes covered. I mean, I feel like your notes touched on every... Everything they could have, like, there's only so many questions they can ask you. They you they mm-hmm. cannot ask you about everything in those blueprints. But I feel like your notes really covered at least something about everything. So, maybe you don't know in depth what derivatives are, and I'm saying that because they're not on the test anymore. But you know enough to be able to answer the simulation because it's drop down and multiple choice. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, if you just know a little bit and it just comes out of right field because it's like that was such a small part of the blueprints and now all of a sudden it's there um, I feel like your notes touch on enough of everything to to be a very well-rounded studying so
1: yeah I mean yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm glad it helped and I mean again when I read your email how you were like you said you primarily used our notes I've got to admit that even me i i'm I almost think like I mean I our notes are good, like I obviously believe in them a lot, but to be someone's primary material, I still hesitate to like recommend that or say, you know this is all you need um but i've I've heard from a few people that said that they primarily used them um mm-hmm. but still, someone just starting, I would always tell them like if you're just starting you want a main review course for the in-depth info and our stuff is just more of a it just is what it is it's like the supplement that helps going deeper in your review course a lot easier easier to understand
0: yes it's just such a vast and you've said it before you're not trying to teach this stuff you just need to know enough to pass the test i don't need to teach it if I was going to teach it, I'd go back and learn it, but um, or learn it in more depth to be able to teach it. But, um, but yeah, I'm, and maybe maybe because I had the 11th hour videos as well, I feel that that way about your notes. But I really, yeah, I just I really feel like they touched a little bit of everything. So I mean, even if there was something, it was like, okay, you kind of mention it, but I'm going to go look into it.
1: Mm-hmm. I just can't
0: tell you that that happened often enough to say it was a regular thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do. We use the blueprints to make them. So it's like, okay, know this on the blueprint. Okay, now let me look past in all these past questions. What things appear a bunch in questions based on this? So, I mean, yeah, hopefully that's the idea. They touch on everything in the blueprints, at least touch on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah.
0: And I, I, I did have the blueprints printed out for each section. And I probably read through them at least once, but I didn't really... I never referred back like, "Oh, I'm trying to learn this, but is it even in the blueprints?" Because you know, the right. blueprint's gonna be kind of vague. What does it really exactly. mean? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're kind of a guideline. It's not this thing that you need to cross-reference relentlessly while you're right. studying. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's that's basically. I mean, we've gone through everything, but that that was fun to hear your. Hear your story. I I didn't know, based on your email, I didn't know how this was going to go, honestly. Mm -hmm. But that was just very uh, very insightful and I think will be really helpful to a lot of people that, you know, kind of fall in in your type of thinking, you know, where Mm -hmm. being too rigid is much more detrimental than it is helpful. Um, Right. Yeah.
0: Yes, I wasn't sure if it would be helpful. I didn't want to want to make you sit with me for like an hour and be like well this is just crap (laughs) we can't share this and you probably want to edit that little that little word out right there but um but yeah i didn't want to i mean i did pass i did use your stuff i just didn't follow a really strict method so i didn't know how you would feel about presenting that to people so
1: no yeah but getting into the details i mean i can clearly see you know why it worked right it's yeah um it's essentially just that you were actively learning whenever you were studying, you were actively learning. I mean that's really yes. what it comes down to I think so, so, yeah, just a totally different way of doing it, but mm-hmm. going four for four nobody nobody lucks out doing that on these <laughs> exams, so
0: yeah, but once I got through the first two sections, it was really like, okay, just do it, just finish it, come on, don't. I would always start studying for the next section. Before I got my score back, but I scheduled my exams very, um, except for odd, which got messed up when, when someone got sick. And um, I scheduled as close to the grading cutoff as I could so that I didn't have to mm-hmm. wait very long to get my score. So, really, when I got my score, I was only a couple of weeks into studying for the next section. If I had to just stop and go back and restudy, it wouldn't have been a big deal. So, yeah. I, was, I tried to be very meticulous about how I scheduled the exams so that I wouldn't have to wait very long for results in case I had to restudy, but thank
1: God. So I that's didn't. Um, that's one thing I never asked. How far apart or not how far apart, but when you start studying for far, how long, how far away did you set your exam date?
0: Um, I don't remember. Um, let me see. Hang on. I know I have this written down. That's why I'm looking. And I didn't re- allow myself to reschedule that one, so june 27th 2021 was about a week of studying and i sat for the exam on august 13th which was the friday the 13th which that was a terrible idea but it turned out not to be <laughs> but um so what was that june probably like june 20th i started and i took it on august 13th
1: so less than i mean five eight, or six, six weeks or yeah seven or eight weeks yeah
0: Something like that. Yes. Uh, my, my original goal was like eight weeks for um, FAR and REG and six weeks for BEC and ODD. And I think I got pretty close on all of those.
1: Hmm.
0: But uh, again, in Texas, you have 90 days, 90 day windows to schedule in. So um, I tried to schedule enough into my window so that if I needed a few extra weeks, I could reschedule. And I still had a little bit of wiggle room. Um, on my ninety day window, so yeah. but yeah, probably about six weeks for for and BEC.
1: yeah, so I mean relatively short timelines I mean definitely yes. not super long ones either
0: Mm-mm. okay no, I tried not to i didn 't want it to i didn 't want to want to risk running out that eighteen months if i <laughs> just in case in um, case I needed to retake one and it just completely threw me off and I needed six months to take it again or something. Um, I didn't want to run out of time. So so I've ended up finishing yeah. in less than a year. A little bit less than a year.
1: I'm glad it helped and congrats on being done. That's awesome. Thank you.
0: Yes. September 8th, I believe, was my my actual license date. So
1: Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, especially like now you just have it. It'll be a big benefit at some point. I guess yes. you said currently it's Not directly, but you're done with it. It's in the history books. No one can take it away.
0: It is. Yes. That's the, that's a big benefit.
1: All right. So that was the interview with Grace. Like I said, in the beginning, I'm sure you found that very informative and helpful and motivating and different than most of the other interviews we've had on the podcast. So if you found this helpful or the podcast helpful in general, please take a second to leave a rating in the podcast app like the video on YouTube, leave a comment, maybe one takeaway you got from the interview with Grace. But most of all, take a second to share the podcast or these videos with someone you know who's working on their CPA exams as well, because these interviews collectively are the most helpful free resource available anywhere for figuring out a successful CPA study process. So thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.